collecting every coin so you don't have to. Infendo Radio is on now. Welcome to Infendo Radio. This is episode 469. Hello, everybody. Um, This is the day right before Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Eve, the 21st of November. So if you're watching us live, um, have a happy Thanksgiving tomorrow. Um, For everybody else, we hope that you had some good turkey or not turkey. Lucas, what kind of not turkey are you having tomorrow? It's not soy, but I don't know what it is. Um, (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's Gardein brand, but it could be Morningstar. I think it's Gardein. So okay. we'll give it a try. We've never really had it before, but I bought it like a month and a half ago and never ate it. So we'll see what <laughs> happens. I'm also making my own gravy, so that'll be fun. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And we've learned today that gravy also has Oh my god, everything has meat. The rice has chicken broth on it, the stuffing has <laughs> turkey like cooked into it. The gravy gravy is just meat sauce. I didn't know this until like a week ago. So, vegetarian gravy. It's like, it's no wonder everything tastes so good on Thanksgiving. You're literally just eating a bunch of different reconstituted meats made into different shapes. So, All right. Well, uh, Justin, what are you going to be eating this week? Are you going to be eating some soy byproducts? Oh, God, no. Um, no, hell, we're, we're, going to, we're going to the house of a hunter. It's going to be real meat all the time. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't. I'm, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those <laughs> nights for me. I'm, I, I'm. My energy's fluctuating, so <laughs> I think I That's used fine. up all my cleverness. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. We, uh, I'm kind of with you on this one. We are all had have our have had ourselves a week. I feel I don't have any heat tonight, so that's fun. But luckily, <laughs> I've been there. luckily the HVAC guys coming to install a new furnace on the weekend, so only a few more days of that. Anyways, um, before we get into all the fun news and well, not really news. Before we get into all the fun show <laughs> stuff, let's get all the plugs out of the way right in the beginning. And this week we only got the one, or at least I do here at the top of the show. Um, we kind of talked about it already. Twitch, twitch.tv slash Infendo Radio, that's the place to be. Um, we really, really, really would like for you to get um, get us to that um, 50 follower mark. And actually, um, here at, during the live show, I'd like to give the proper shout out to DevDog1991. Uh, Thank you for following us over the last six days. Um, we appreciate that. And actually, HG Phoenix followed us in the last two hours, so thank you for that. We thank appreciate you, Corey. that. Well, finally, we- one of my friends is following us. <laughs> I don't think we've ever, I don't think we've ever hit the timer during the intro before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that's not a timer. That's the that's Kirby dancing because we got two new followers. So thank you for that. We appreciate that. Uh... If it was the timer, it would just be Eugene banging on a coconut. So <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Speaking of timers, let's get into the roundtable discussion. What, shall we? We shall. All right. Well, um, we are here talking about some roundtable discussions this week and we decided we were gonna make it a little bit thanksgiving themed um one of our co-workers <laughs> lucas and i had a pretty cool idea about instead of games that we are thankful for what are we unthankful for this thanksgiving um 
Uh, that was a that's it's pretty interesting to me I have a couple of things maybe not games exactly that I'm unthankful for but um, hear me out on this one okay so when I got to thinking about this when I started to think about like all of the things I dislike in gaming right so like uh, that the thing that really um, came to me first was escort missions and I don't know why but um, I there there I just don't like to play a lot of escort missions and maybe it's because I've um, I've played a lot of them that are like bad, like frankly, right? But I guess they can be done good as well. So um, I, I, I guess that's that's one thing that I'm unthankful for. Whoever came up with that, no, bad, absolutely not. Another thing I would say that I'm unthankful for this Thanksgiving is um, I, I just don't really like quick time events, you know. And I feel that so that what you, what you're saying is Resident Evil Four is your yeah, least favorite game I you've was, ever played. I, liter I literally was just gonna say that. I re that really came about maybe not like the first time ever, but it really came in came into prominence with Resident Evil Four, right? And then after that, everybody started to do these quick time events. So like, well, I mean, um, to be fair, quick time events existed quite a quite a time before back during the fmv game era <laughs> for sure for sure absolutely i mean it's not just resident evil to blame that's for sure but um yeah so i would say that you know quick time events while resident evil 4 i felt did them well at least for the time like yeah ugh, let's get rid of those um so now to get into some maybe some more game specific things and this one might throw you guys for a loop so i know and, and I love this game to death a lot. However, I feel with the release of Ocarina of Time, Nintendo kind of found themselves in this template, right? That they, well, it's not the same. They, they also had the same template in the 2D games, right? With Link to the Past, but like it really came into prominence with Ocarina of Time. And since then, aside from Breath of the Wild, of course, they kind of have stuck to that mold and, um, you know, haven't really gone too far away from that. You know, you find an item, you you find an item in a dungeon, you probably are going to have to use that item in the room that you found it in to get out of that room. Mm. You're going to have to use that item for some reason on the boss at the, end of the, at the end of the dungeon. And yeah, you know, that's all well and good, but like that's kind of been the formula for a long time. So while I love Ocarina of Time and I love it to death, I feel that at the same time, maybe that has hurt it hurt the Zelda series a little bit. And granted, you know, Breath of the Wild came out and that's been a big change and for the better or worse. Lucas didn't like it as much as some of us did. I thought it was a great breath of fresh air, pun intended, I guess. But um yeah, I guess we'll see we'll see how that goes. Maybe Breath of the Wild is going to be Lucas's most unfaith uh unthankful game, right? If the next Zelda is going to be just another one of these, you know. So, we'll, we'll time will tell. Um other than that, I don't think I can think of anything off the top huh. of my head, um, other than those three things that I had um, come up with. So um, before my timer goes out, I guess I will uh, toss it off to one of y'all. Um, what makes you unthankful this Thanksgiving? All right. When, when I first uh, read the topic, I was thinking along the lines of like games that I'm not thankful for. But I kind of like the way you took it, Eugene, of aspects of games that um, might not be great. Because I can think of a bunch of aspects of games that I'm not a huge fan of. Um, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go right to the throat with the first one that popped into my head. Um, these 
this this just onslaught of and I'm just gonna call it out by name Call of Duty, just like these realistic war macho you know injecting testosterone into your veins style of games just turn turn me off so much and I, I like first person shooters I love you know GoldenEye Perfect Dark um, I love the Halo and and you know like I. I've enjoyed a lot of the ones that have come out on Nintendo systems. I have no interest in playing. I even liked the original Medal of Honor series, like in the beginning, the first few. But I have no interest in playing these, like these, like woohoo war, like you know, like just there's just something about that mentality that that turns me off entirely. Um, so I'm definitely not thankful for not only those, but the fact that they are annual and you know just so prevalent. Um, yeah, I can I'm definitely un- see that, and especially with Call of Duty. Right after that, it yeah. was like, okay, everybody's got to make you, their own Call of Duty. Yeah, and 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 Eugene, I know you can relate to this. I don't know if you can, Lucas, but if you've ever worked in a video game store and not been a fan of Call of Duty or heaven forbid football games, um, it's just one of the most irritating experiences ever. <laughs> Because everybody's like, oh man, have you played the new? No, I haven't. Oh, no, why not? You really got really care for those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like no, it's not really my game. No, um, I was playing Wii Sports. You know, having good fun with that. Um, but uh, and uh, one thing that that especially lately, now that I've been trying to find one of these games on my Xbox One, I am unthankful for the death of rhythm games. I am and the death of like rock band and i guess to a lesser extent guitar hero because i loved those games i bought every single one of them i bought an xbox one in part because i wanted to play rock band 4 and it is so hard to find because it came and died a quick death and disappeared um so uh yeah the death of of music games is a big thing for me um i don't know i'm just kind of shooting from the hip here honestly because it's so i like so much so many things about gaming and i don't usually play games that i don't like and if i don't like a game enough you know i just stop playing and usually forget about it so like it's funny because as much as i complain about things in person i'm actually really positive when it comes to my video games <laughs> i can um, i can spin the conversation yeah, in a was, negative direction if you're I was done. gonna say i was gonna say i'll pass the torch and if i find something else i'll bring it up in the in the open table section <laughs> yeah for sure right, well well right off the bat let me say i am not putting breath of the wild in my unthankful for category while i am very <laughs> met on that game i i can't in good conscience, put a game that I put 335 hours into into being unthankful for playing. Um, kind of piggybacking off of this trend Eugene started that I really like, um, I am incredibly unthankful for microtransactions and pay-to-play mm. games. I'm mm. getting really tired of that. Um, I think that the industry is kind of strangling video game design at this point. Like Starlink? for example, is an exceptional game that's a ton of fun to play. But the only way you're going to play the entire experience with all the characters is if you're willing to sink another 60 or $70 into buying all of the characters. And that's, that's like, criminal, because, honestly, it's a really solid game. Um, there's a lot of other games like that that, that kind of frustrate me. It, it bugs that was- me that... Oh, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say that was um, – Justin, you were mentioning that specifically with Starlink um, in the Discord the other week. 
Yeah, well, Justin, Justin actually kind of put that point in my head to even talk about. Because mm-hmm. it's like, it's like here you have this game where they really enforce like the character development and stuff. Like every character's got a unique personality and whatnot. But the reason for that is to sell the toys. And that'd be fine if Starlink was a free-to-start free to game. But when you have to sink 60 bucks into the base game, and then each character and ship combo is like another $12, that's an expensive hobby. Well, and, and my issue with it, not to, not to interrupt your, your, your rants, but my issue with, with the way they did Starlink was that, you know, they really hyped up the, the toys to life and, oh, look, you can get an R-Wing and, and all these things and, you know, you pay a little extra, but look at all the cool stuff you get. And then you get that and you find out that the digital version costs less and comes with more. Like, that was mm-hmm. seriously underhanded. And I love the game and I don't want to knock the game for the business practice of it, but I mean, I like it's on it's on sale for Black Friday. I almost want to buy the digital version because I feel like it would be cheaper than buying the DLC. Yeah, I get that. No, there's a lot of games like that that uh, kind of irk me. Um, it bugs me the Brawlout plays that way. I mean, you buy the game and then you have to you know either buy the extra characters or spend a whole heck of a lot of time unlocking them. Um, Paladins is similar. It's all visual. It's all skins, but still, it's frustrating. You know, it's like you really like a game. You want to be able to... One of the things that I really like about old games, especially like the old Smash Bros. games, is you sit down to start them for the first time or you're restarting them and you're unlocking things as you go. And that feeling of like unlocking stuff and completion and um, like like to, to random shout out here, when we were playing that weird game, me and Corey the other day, Ace of Seafood, it's like part of the fun for that, even though it's a wacky game with, that's like very bizarre, is that you're constantly unlocking new stuff and that gives you that drive to keep playing. Whereas if I had to like buy all these ships, I'd be like, you gotta be kidding me. I'm not gonna sink another $10 into this game. But that that achievement is missing from a lot of games. And it, it bugs me that you can just buy that these days. Um, in addition to that, I'm gonna go ahead and say that I have a real problem with hastily ported uh, kind of computer games that have made it onto the Switch lately. I reviewed sure. one. I, I reviewed one that I'm not going to say by name because I, I think it's kind of disrespectful, honestly, especially since we were given a review code for it. But you, you can find it easily enough on Infendo.com. And um, it, it was bad. It wasn't a good game. And you could tell that the developer just really didn't put much effort into making it a good game. Honestly, on Switch or on the other system, it was rushed. And if you've got a rushed game and it does, doesn't feel fun to play or there's not enough content, keep working on it. Don't just publish it out there for the sake of making money. But, you know, what are you going to do with that? Um, honestly, that's kind of what I've got for that. I feel like I have a lot of other stuff here to complain about. I'm looking at my Switch to kind of get an idea for my stuff, but, eh. I'm kind of bummed out the Telltale, uh, kind of got canned. It sounds like they're still working on the ports of all their other games. I really hope I get to keep playing The Walking Dead, but, well, who knows? Yeah, they, they, uh, they they said that they were gonna hire out to Yeah, they're gonna outsource it. Yeah, but, yeah, it still doesn't feel good, I feel ya. (laughs) Uh, okay, well, oops, I accidentally hit mute on myself. That is, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the general timer there. So let's go ahead and start another one here for the general discussion here. So yeah, um, I after hearing you guys speak, like yeah, that all a lot of the things that you guys are saying definitely makes sense. Like I hate that um, 
the microtransaction type of thing. Like, I, I know we mentioned it before with like Rocket League, right? Like, that's a $30 game that you buy, and then they're still, you know, kind of nickel and diming you well, for cosmetics. To, to, to add on to that, like, you can't even uh, buy what you want in a game like Rocket League. Like, admittedly, mm-hmm. it's all it's all visuals, so it's not like, you know, they're not cheating you out of an experience. But if you particularly want one item, you have to get random loot crates and hope you get it over and over right. again. Yeah. And the, the addictive personality opinion. out there could sink 50, 60 bucks into just getting one skin for a car that they want. Like, that's mm-hmm. it's messed up. See, see, now, I see, I don't mind the Paladins Fortnite thing because you don't, like, you don't get any gameplay advantages from paying money. You don't have to pay a cent to even play the game if you don't want to, and if you choose to go down that rabbit hole, that's on you, buddy. But, yeah, Rocket mm-hmm. League, like, I mean, I bought the Batmobiles, and I'm happy with those. I play with them, and and that's fine. But there are other things that I, like, I would create my own, like, custom car with its own explosions and sounds and trails and all that stuff sure. if i knew that i could just you know drop you know a buck a few bucks and get the exact thing that i want but to not only lock it behind a paywall but also a randomizer is that's that's dirty pool yeah and to be fair paladins does a fair bit of that too it's a little more you're able but to you don't get need- what you want yeah. Well, again, I mean, but and you, you don't, don't pay need... for paladins. But paladins, see, but yeah, and that's that's the entirely big, free. That's <laughs> the big distinguishing fact there is that because because they do also do the loot crate thing, and it is also really random, and it also does kind of suck. But you get to start paladins for free, and the fact that you have to pay for uh, Rocket League is kind of messed up. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, the. Uh, the Back to the Future DeLorean is on sale this week. I might actually spend $1.20 to get You've been that. talking about that forever. <laughs> I well, think no, what, I, what I really want are the Knight Rider cars. That's the 80s car that I want. Is I want to be able to play uh, Rocket League as Kit. Oh, God. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's If really I can get a Lego of it, it should be able to get it in Rocket League. That's really kind of the thing that I think I'm the, the most unthankful for on this unthanksgiving is the that, microtransactions is just just the the way that game design has become such a business like it was always a business mm-hmm. but i feel like and i feel like nintendo has done a better job of this than other companies i feel like i, I have to feel that way otherwise what am i doing on a nintendo podcast <sighs> like nintendo nintendo will do the dlc and stuff but it never feels like particularly money grubbing to me but I'll, I'll buy some of these games, especially games made by, like, I assume smaller indie devs. And I get it. You want to make as much money off of your game as possible so you can keep mm-hmm. designing games. Like, that, that makes sense to me. But there are better ways to go about it. And at the end of the day, if you're spending money to get content in your game instead of, like, you know, just playing the game for what it is, there's something wrong with your game. It's not really, you know, it doesn't have that... That, like, spirit of gaming that I grew up with, where it's all about, like, hey, let's put some secrets in the game for people to unlock if they really spend time on it. It's like you're sacrificing time for spend, and that's fine for some of us, but I feel like time should be the distinguishing factor between what you do and don't get in a game, not, you know, money. And and you've actually kind of indirectly reminded me of a couple of other things I'm unthankful for. Um, One thing is kind of piggybacking off of the uh, downloadable stuff is the shipping of incomplete games and fortunately as you know Nintendo fans we have consented that at the very least Nintendo themselves 
always make sure that their games are in fully playable conditions yeah, before think, they ship them. I think the least complete games we ever got was Splatoon 1 and Arms, and even both it, of those were like they were they were full well, games, they just had a lot of extra stuff that needed were, to be added to make them Yeah, they better. were functional games yeah, exactly. that had that had the promise of free updates to yeah. expand on them. They weren't games that had you know, glitches or just completely broken aspects of them that the company shipped anyway Mm -hmm. with... I actually got into an argument on Twitter uh, a couple weeks ago because one of the PC-to-Switch ports that was apparently subpar is one that Mm -hmm. I've wanted. Um, And I asked the developer, do you plan on patching this version at some point to uh, you know fix the performance issues because I'm not buying it until <coughs> you do. And somebody on on Twitter said, "Well, you know, you sh- you shouldn't expect the game to you know, they're still working on the game, you know, you got to give them time to work then out the bugs and shipped yeah, the game. Yeah, well, and that's what like, I said to him. <laughs> if the game is not performing yeah. To properly, then don't release it. Hold it for a couple of months until you can work the kinks out. I, or have, if a, you can't, I have a problem with that too. Yeah, yeah or, or if you can't, and, and the Switch is seeing a lot of it because everybody wants their games on Switch, but the Switch isn't as powerful as the other systems. So, mm-hmm. and if the companies don't have a good, you know, porting studio or don't know how to optimize their game for lower specs then we get these games that run sluggishly. Well, right. and I'll tell you, it, it is frustrating because that whole Miyamoto quote that everybody loves to quote isn't so accurate anymore. You know, it used right. to be that if you released mm-hmm. a bad game early, it sucked. And if you released a good game you know, late, it was good. But these days, you can release a really crappy game right off the gate. It can get enough people playing it that it survives up until it gets patched up. And, you know, then you've got a, a, a better game that people have, you know, already sunk their money into. It's kind of like, and not to pick on it because I know we both love it, but it kind of reminds me of how PUBG handled things. Now, it's like they released their game, and admittedly, it was a little buggy and a little glitchy and a little basic. And, like, now the full PUBG experience is here. And it's like, okay, cool, you know, like, I, I still enjoyed playing the, the, I guess, beta or whatever it is. But right. I sunk money into it like it was a real game, and it's just like... And now it's, they're it's wanting more for... Yeah, bo- it's, a, yeah. it's mm. a sketchy gray area for me with that kind of stuff, especially on a console. Like, on a PC, sure. I get it, because you're backing games that are, like, just being developed, and, like, that makes sense. But a console experience is supposed to be more concrete, and it's supposed to be free of bugs, and, like, that's why I play on a console instead of playing on a PC. I expect that to be delivered to me, where I have a fully functioning game that I don't have to work on or patch, or you don't have to patch. It's just there, and it's lacking a lot with a lot of modern games. Okay, mm-hmm. two more things. Well, for the first thing I forgot to mention earlier, and one actually you just made me think of. <sighs> the all-in-one video game systems. I don't, like, I, I'm one of those people who everybody's like, oh, YouTube is out on the Switch and gave a resounding, meh, I have an iPhone. I have, if I want it on my TV, I have an Apple TV or there's an app built into my TV. I don't need my game system to do all these, you know, video playing apps and streaming apps and all this. Just let me play games. See, I don't need it to, but when it came out, I was like, oh, cool. Now I can watch YouTube and like nice little 720p on my, you know, like it's it's just like I've never demanded that of my system. I always hated the people who are like, the Wii U is going to fail because it doesn't have Netflix or Hulu. I'm like... (laughs) 
I'm like, who gives a crap? Like, it's a right. video game right. console. But, like, when right. YouTube well, came like, out, I was like, okay, cool. You know, now I got YouTube. The other thing that I'm unthankful for is the uh, disappearance of cheat codes. Mm. Um, yeah. And, and this is another one of those things that kind of goes into the uh, internet gaming and all that thing. But, um, you know, like, and, and some games still have them, like Grand Theft Auto and, and Red Dead Redemption still have cheat codes for, you know, just kind of messing around with the game. But they're incredibly difficult to enter. So they're not even fun to use half the time because it takes you five minutes to get the code in. And, like, I just miss, like, one of the games I downloaded from a Black Friday sale was uh, Saints Row 2 for the Xbox 360, which I admittedly already had, but I got on the Xbox One. And one of the reasons I loved that game was you just enter a cheat code, it gets saved in your phone, and all you gotta do is go and turn it on, turn it off, and your leisure. It It turns off... It turns off what is it? I think auto saving and achievements, mm-hmm. and and that's it. And I don't care about the achievements, and I don't play the game to progress in it. So if I just want to peek around the the city, <laughs> you know, doing doing you know whatever, blowing stuff up left and right, let me do that. That's how I want to enjoy the game, you know. Can can I kind of make a last point here? And this might not be popular with our listeners, so maybe this is a mistake, but. Um, I have had a problem for many years, actually, with a lot of the recipients of video games. And you kind of reminded me of that, because we, um, we watch a YouTuber, who, again, I will not name, because that is a classless thing to do on our, our podcast, but we watch a YouTuber <laughs> a lot, um, who does, like, Grand Theft Auto videos, like, daily, and it's, like, the same, like, scammy, clickbaity, like, what's the mystery of the UFO in Grand Theft Auto 5, and he's got, like, eight videos about them and stuff, and it's, like, I feel like our culture as, like, gamers has eroded to a degree. Like, maybe it was always like this, but, like, I feel like back in the day when I was growing up, gamers were a little more normal and a little less entitled, and it seems like... We're just at a point where we're so entitled these days with things. And it's like, we're all like that, admittedly. Like, we all have I, our Ironically, things. that's what this entire rant is about, is how we <laughs> want more or less of this, but... Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 like, but I think a lot of the points we made today are fair, and I think a lot of the points today kind of express how those of us who grew up in the 90s and 2000s saw a better age of gaming in terms of like the quality of the games that were coming out not necessarily like the scope or the graphical fidelity but just like the the work that went into making them pleasant for people throughout the years you on that and I, i i don't know what came first but with this nasty business model where people are more into making games to make money than they are to make games which has always been a reason why i've stuck with nintendo games because i feel like they still really care about the game quality over just you know making bank I feel like we're also kind of we're an entitled group and not not like us specifically but just as as a whole it's like anytime something comes out it's like look at smash bros like well that character wasn't in it and this character is in it i hate this character and i hate that character and like this whole this whole attitude of i'm not getting the new smash brothers because waluigi isn't in it or gino is in it i'm like well and then like but but you've got like 99.9 percent 
of the rest of the game that you know you would love if you just played it. <laughs> well, and then to that same front, I see the people with like games like a Red Dead Redemption Online, where it's like you got the people who are like, well, I hope they don't screw it up like they did GTA Online, because as soon as they added flying motorcycles, they killed the realism. And it's like, it's a video game. It doesn't have to be like 100% real. Like, like it just, it seems like everybody's got an opinion about everything when it comes to gaming and maybe it's keeping it's us not from just enjoying gaming. our games enough like it's i mean it's not just gaming as a star wars yeah oh yeah no it's it's everywhere <laughs> but like i i i went into i guess this kind of my cap for this whole thing and we talked about this on the pokemon podcast so if you haven't listened check out on infendo.com for the produce show soon but um sure. we talked about this a bit on the show like me and steve both went into pokemon let's go with like uh it's not gonna be that good because <sighs> it's missing this and it's missing that and it's missing that and it's gonna suck and we went in and we had a great time and it's almost like a humbling experience It's like a reverse Breath of the Wild for me. It's like I went into this with so low expectations that what I came out with was a really good time, and I'm really happy that I got this game because I like it so much. But, like, I don't think enough people are just sitting back and enjoying games. I think they expect so much out of them that they're always going to be disappointed by them. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is... It's. I think it's a result... uh, it's a result of the internet. The fact that everybody can express their opinion in, out into the void and everyone else can hear it. And, you know, right, it's just exactly. for one person to complain and then you get the echo chamber effect. You know, oh, this person said this and I feel kind of that way too. So I'm backing the in and it's, you know, like, and because everybody's anonymous on the internet too, right? Mm-hmm. So then like you, you oh. Okay, Luigi. Say <laughs> those, you know, scathing things and harass people and all that stuff, and it's just, it's just awful. The world sucks. I'm angry. About five years ago, I stopped. Back when I was in high school, I, I guess it was more than five years ago then. But back when I was in high school, I used to go on and like read video game news all the time, and I'd like check the comments section. And mm-hmm. it took me years. But eventually I learned to just stop looking at the comments, and it made me so much happier when I was playing games. And by the time I was in college, I wasn't reading the comments section anymore. I would encourage all of you, unless you really love, like, the art of trolling, to avoid the comments section in (laughs) video game articles. Because it's just, it's a mood killer, man. Like, social media and comments sections are just, like, where good moods go to die. So just in, enjoy the fact enjoy the fact that most people I, I think are normal, but there's this group out there that just loves to harass everyone about everything online <laughs> and just let them have it. Can I yeah. can can I can I tangent for a moment? Because I totally had an experience like that today. Go ahead. I'm sure Luigi will yell at us again, but go for it. <laughs> we we don't we don't take too many too many opportunities just to just kind of shoot from the hip. But um, today, and I'm the mo- I'm the worst one about this. Where I'll just get into an argument on Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Right. Um, one of my favorite podcasters a former nintendo power editor um uh, chris hoffman chris the hoff um posted something about um i don't remember exactly what said but we we've reached a point now where where people are starting to consider ocarina of time was not that good or something like that and it's, it was basically kind of an ironic statement referencing the fact that you know you kind of like that the kids these days don't appreciate you know where where their stuff comes from sort of things and we're you know we're all the same way yeah, yeah. um and mm-hmm. somebody had 
had had taken it and twisted into somebody mentioned the combat system and how Ocarina of Time's combat system, which was revolutionary at the time, is still used in just about every 3D melee combat game out. You have a lock on button and mm -hmm. you see targeting, man. It's still basically the same thing that was in Breath of the Wild, just with enhancements. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah, and that's exactly what they said. It's like, well, I mean, considering we're still using many of the mechanics from that. And somebody said, well, you know, you don't just take, uh, you know, you could take, you don't just say uh, Pong, you know, oh, you must love Mario Tennis Aces because of Pong. Or you must love Pong because if you like Mario Tennis. I said, that's a false equivalency. I said, you're starting an argument for argument's sake. I said... You know, the, and I just kind of went on. And granted, I get a little long-winded when I do these things, but I basically kind of said, you know, the idea is that the game is not bad. Yes, it's old. There are things of it that didn't age well, mm -hmm. but, I mean, you have to recognize the quality of what existed at the time. And right. most of Ocarina of Time still holds up today, even compared to modern games, which is why they still use a lot of those things. Yeah. And but <laughs> and and this person was having none of it, was not reading any of it, was not understanding of it, thought well, and that's we started the, another that's argument. That's the problem and, with and, internet culture, yeah. is you're and, not and, you're not hearing people out and having a discussion. Right. You're shouting over each other like I'm yeah. doing with you right now. <laughs> like that's yeah, that's after, that's what the internet is. It's just a shouting match. Yeah, and after that I'm after going to win. <laughs> <laughs> and then after after two attempts of like having well thought out threads of things and he's like, Oh well, you know, you're just angry because of what Hoff said. I'm like, I'm not angry because of what Hoff said. I understand what he is saying. I'm trying to make you understand you're not reading it, so there's no point in me continuing to discuss this with you. And it just <laughs> And that's how every argument over the internet should go. Just like that's how every argument like, over no the internet point. does go. It's either it's either that <laughs> Or racial slurs. Oh, so like, yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna before I have to get the coconut out here. Let's get out of this um, roundtable. But before we do, I kind of wanted to highlight some of the um, things that our chat had brought in. So um, HG Phoenix says, "I yeah, hate how most games." I, I hate how most games now do the this game is in beta, still early access stuff, and yeah. yeah so like you know that's that's kind of same thing as yeah. releasing an unfinished huge. game huge bummer mm -hmm, for sure um jzb says you know i hate the same thing um aj uh, aj searson he says i don't like um I, I don't care too much for the fortnite PUBG example as long as you're not paying for it but to pay to subscribe for a buggy game is not right just to do the testing for them so yeah that kind of yeah. goes along the same lines there and then finally e ep knothead he says i have a gambling addiction so loot boxes are my bane so, I totally get you with that one, buddy. Is, uh, and I was going to bring up the gambling aspect of it because it. Air it in front of somebody and maybe you'll get just it. just gambling, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. And then Jay Z, Jay Z Beast, finally, he says that he hates that um, loot boxes have basically killed the Call of Duty franchise. So that's fun. <laughs> Okay, so we are going to get out of here. Um, we're going to move into the... the. Oh, actually, we're going to be moving into Nintendoons. And Justin has something funny planned for y'all, so uh, stay tuned for that. Not by choice! 
Due to some technical difficulties, um, we're not able to do the Nintentunes this week, but next week we're going to make sure that we take care of all the Patreon suggestions from this week and next and do an extra long one for y'all, so sorry about that. We are going to be right back with Change the System. What an action-packed, non-stop thrill ride of a Nintentunes! Somebody died, we lost three crew members, and Eugene had a baby live on the air. Oh, you didn't hear it? Well, that's a shame, because we're never going to be replaying that. Um, we are going to switch right on over to the question block, which is the segment where you guys ask us questions, and we got to answer them. No matter how ridiculous or non-Nintendo-themed they are, um, this is a Patreon tier, so you are more than welcome to join us on Patreon and ask us a question starting at the $3 level. It is $3, right? I always get that mixed up. Yes. It is $3. Wait. $3 a month is all it takes to ask us a question on the question block. (laughs) Um, our first question comes from Jay-Z Beast, and it is a question that is very near and dear to my heart. What would it take for Lucas to give an honest playthrough of the Metroid Prime Trilogy? Um, okay. So those of you who might know me and listen to the show know that I really liked uh, Metroid Other M, Super Metroid, uh, Metroid 2, Metroid 1. Not as big of a fan of the Metroid Prime series. I don't like the first-person mechanics. I felt like the open-world design of, like, a Super Metroid doesn't work well in a 3D environment. I have given Metroid Prime many honest playthroughs. I bought... I, since since Met- I've known you, you've played it twice, so I know that's true. I've, I've bought Metroid Prime on the GameCube. I've bought... I, I own the trilogy on the Wii. Like, I've, I've bought this game a few times, and I've tried to play it a few times, but I just get bored. I feel I feel like this question should have been directed at me because I have the same issue. I love the Metroid games. Granted, I kind of fizzled out pretty quickly on Samus Returns. That was mostly because I was doing other things. But yeah, same story. I bought Metroid Prime day one on the GameCube. Played it for several hours. Lost interest. Never went back to it. I think I tried playing it again years later. Didn't even make it a a few hours into it i got the metroid prime trilogy started it for a couple of hours never played it a couple of years ago actually shortly after i started on this show i said i'm going to finally play <laughs> metroid prime i'm going to do it on the wii i made it probably about uh i don't know the farthest i ever have i think at least matched the first time i played it if The 2D ones do. I don't know why. And it's not even... I don't even mind the the first-person mechanic. I can handle that. I can handle the jumping. I know the Wii motion controls kind of threw me off. I'm not a big fan of those. I kind of... I would rather have a controller. But it's... I just... I just... I can't focus on it. It does not <laughs> okay, appeal to me. So, so now JZB says, here's a proposal for all of you. Skip Prime and go right to Prime 2. And here's my problem with that, Jay-Z. <laughs> I can't do it, man! Like, I want to do it, 
But yeah, no, I the I, timeline. I, I literally can't do it. Like I can't start on the second game because the entire. I know, I know, I'm probably not missing anything, and it's not a really story heavy game. There's a lot of lore that I could just look up on the wiki. But like, I gotta play the first one before I can play the second one. That's just how I am with these games, and like, <sighs> I just I can't do it. So I think I'm just. I think the question was, what would it take for Lucas to play through the Metroid Prime trilogy? A uh, cash reward would be awesome. If I was making cash like at reward. least, if, if I was making, if I was making at least like forty bucks a pop on each Metroid Prime game, I would play them probably. <laughs> I would, I would sit through and I would say, I'm willing to dedicate like ten or fifteen hours to getting through these games because there's forty bucks at the end of it for me. Um, or the games are completely remade and totally different, or they're like two D ports of a three D Metroid game. <laughs> like I just. I, I, I've tried. I've really tried. I can respect that people really like these games. I don't get why. I just don't. It doesn't, it doesn't do it for me. Like, I would take a 2D Metroid over a 3D any day of the week for that. A lot of people say that Sonic games didn't transition well. I know what Justin's going to say before I even finish the sentence. But a lot of people say that the Sonic games didn't transition well when they went into 3D, that the 2D games were superior. None of the Sonic games were superior. But, um, but, but like, for... But see, that's something that I've never agreed with. I find the 2D games really boring and slow, and I find the 3D games fast and, like, and I grew up with the 3D games. Metroid is the exact opposite for me. Like, the 2D games work really well, and that hmm. first-person 3D open-world, hard-to-know-where-you-are kind of thing, a lot of backtracking, it just doesn't do it for me in that kind of environment. Like, backtracking isn't a big deal in Super Metroid, but in Metroid Prime, it's a lot more work. You know what? I'm going to argue that even because I actually did a review of Super Metroid and I think some of the backtracking that was just egregiously unnecessary. And, oh, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you right out, I think some of the best Metroid games, in my opinion, have been Game like Boy the, Advance. the... Well, yeah, the newer ones where it's like even like... Uh, Fusion! You know, I always, yeah, Fusion was amazing yeah, because it, Fusion, was, it was linear. Zero Mission. I liked, I liked Other M for the same reason. It was a very linear game. You go from area to area and you do things. And, like, and, 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 and what I like about those is they are linear in that it gives you an idea of where you're going next and what you're doing next, but doesn't hold your hand. It's like, hey, go over there and find something. And then you are free to non-linearly explore the area mm -hmm. and find those secrets. And you know, you find a secret, and now you can backtrack if you want to go get those other things back there that you saw earlier and remember, but you don't have to. You can yeah. pursue the goal and then go to the next place. And, and, and again, again, Jay-Z says that 2 fixed a lot of the backtracking issues and things like that that, that 1 had, but I, I make fun of Steve all the time for this because he's so OCD with how he plays <laughs> games, but in this case, I'm right there with him. I can't play two if I haven't beaten one. It feels wrong. I was the same sure. way with Bayonetta. Everybody said, oh, you can play Bayonetta 2 without playing Bayonetta 1. I'm like, But I have to play but Bayonetta you have 1. To I have to know one. where yeah, the no, game I, came from. I, I feel the exact same way. Like I can't start. It's part of the reason why I've had so much trouble with Metal, Metal Gear Solid. I almost pulled the plug on Snake Eater last night for the 3DS because I was like, I want to play a Metal Gear game. Yeah. But like, I can't start with 3. I realize canonically 3 takes place like farther back than even 1. But like, I want to start with the original games and work my way up and through them and like if your game has a number i can't start at two or three so you know i was i was in hell just trying to play halo 2 i was like where's halo 1 how do i you know so 
I was like, oh, Jungle Japes. Well, when they're totally removed from... I mean, Metroid Prime trilogy, it's a trilogy. It's one long story, essentially, you know? Even if those stories are segmented into, you know, chunkable parts. But yeah, you play you play a game like Final Fantasy, and it's like nobody says, you gotta play 7 before you've played 8. Like, it's, <laughs> it, just, it doesn't matter. And that's yeah, all we've got to say yeah. about that. I think since we're not going to have a Nintendoons in the published podcast this week, we can run a little bit long in our discussions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if they're what we're saying is interesting enough to to run long on, mm. let's let's see what happens with that. I think Eugene might still be muted because he's nodding his head, but I can't hear anything. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm trying to find the right moment to break into the conversation. So thank you for giving me that, Justin. I appreciate that. Um, okay, so moving on to our next question from the question block. Snazzy1 um, says, why don't you read, read that question for us, Justin? Are you ready for that? Sure. Uh, Snazzy1 asks, uh, what is your go-to tactic when releasing a particularly rank... F- Walk away. That's what you always do. Example, on an elevator, dinner with new people. Oh, or honest, elevator, that's Honestly, tough. most of mine are, are are silent, not necessarily deadly, but, you know, I just... I just crop dust whenever the whenever the opportunity presents itself. Shame and, on you! And and hope and hope <laughs> you, and hope no one is everyone is polite enough to not verbally notice. And if they do, I, I don't know. I, I, I smell it too. <laughs> no one's gonna admit to it, so I guess there's no point in asking. <laughs> see, see, I'm not. I am not okay with the crop dusting thing. I can't believe we're having this conversation. Thank you, Schnazzy One, for being a patron, so we get to have this engaging discussion. Um, the, the crop dusting thing is out of the question. Rude, but no, it, it happens. You just you sit there and you're like, you know, maybe you kind of you give a little look, but you don't want to say anything because you don't want to be rude about it and then if somebody else brings it up and they're like who farted i'm like oh i don't know but that is bad isn't it like you just you go with the flow but you take the rule whoever smelt it dealt it so you never want to be the one who points out your own fart which all right which which is more impolite the involuntary body function that you may or may not be able to hold in or the drawing attention to it and embarrassing the other person Who's the bad guy here? Mm. Well, how bad does it smell? I don't know. It depends on what I had. If I had pasta or chicken, <laughs> you don't want to be in the same room as me. You don't want to be I... in the same house as me. Melissa sent me outside before. Can I, can I tangent this for a second and share a memory with you guys of when I was in elementary school? Um, one magical year... We learned that if you blow on your arm hard enough, it sounds just like a fart. And we were having a great time with that. I like how you our, say this as if this isn't an experience our, every child has had. Our, 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 our teacher turns around and she's this old woman and she looks at us and she goes, you do not laugh at that. That is a perfectly natural bodily function. It is not something to be made fun of. And I'm like, all right. We gotta keep doing it as soon as you leave, but you know, I don't know why this whole conversation just brought me right back to walking the halls of Columbia Elementary. So, <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Um, I, um, 
Yes. Man, I, I, I don't intend to crop dust, but like if I have to, I'm walking away, man. Like I'm not I'm not staying around for that aftermath. Like if I'm like in the if I'm in like line at Walmart, even if like I'm the next person, I'm getting out of line, going into a different line. Well, that, so that then, just looks suspicious, though. If you, <laughs> it's if, like, if you, it's like if you, you just hear, you just hear, and then Eugene just like perks up a little bit. Excuse me, I just want to. Like, I'd rather you just stand there and 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 wallow in it with the rest of us at that point. It's like, <laughs> oh man, uh, what what have we become, guys? What have what, what we've have become, we become? We've become a team of podcasters. I warned you that this would happen if we opened it up to people giving us money. They just completely destroy <laughs> What everything. we've become is a group of men who are willing to do anything for three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. Okay, well, thank you for that question, Schnazzy one. Um, it was invigorating. Um, minus sixty four asks. Okay, it dessert. I'm d- oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, I, I, I understand. Okay, Desert Island video game. You are all on the same island together, but can only have one game between the four of you. Oh, what is geez. the one game you all will be able to play forever? I'll tell can you right off the bat, Eugene and me disagree on just about everything. Yeah. It's not going to be Smash because no one's going to be able to agree on the rules, so that's mm-hmm. out. Well, except I feel... we could do round-robin rules. Like, come on, no, man, I'd be okay with that. I, I feel it's got to be something multiplayer, right? So, like, Smash see, or maybe see, Rocket now's League. now's when I wish that you guys... Okay, if you guys liked Monster Hunter as much as me and Steve do, we'd be set. Because we could just play that for, like, a thousand hours until we're hey, rescued. Chris, Christmas is coming. You want me to like Monster Hunter? I'm telling you, if you guys could get into it, that would be the perfect Desert Island game. Because we could just play that, and by the time we finished everything there is to do, we'd be, like, back on the boat. So... <laughs> Oh jeez. Yeah. Um, um it, I could see us what about uh, we do we only get one copy or do we each get a copy of the game cuz like we could each get like Pokemon. We could all agree on playing like Pokemon Gold and Silver. Or right. Something. That's kind I mean, of like, what I was thinking. I mean, I used to be totally addicted to Pokemon. If that was the only thing I had to play, I'd be fine with that. I got it. I got it. I got it. I know the perfect answer. We get Pokemon Stadium 2 because it has more Pokemon. And what we do is we not only play it for recreation, but it's also our <laughs> primary form of government on the island. Did Anytime there's a disagreement, are we killing Justin, each other after this? Justin, Justin, Justin wants to eat uh, the pig that he just killed for dinner. I say that's murder, Justin. We should be eating berries every day on the island. <laughs> well, is the island carnivore or herbivore? How do you settle it? Pokemon battle. Uh, Steve <laughs> wants to drink the salt water. Eugene says that's going to kill you. How do we settle it? Pokemon battle. Like, I'm telling you guys, that's the perfect game for an island. It could be our entire government system based off of Pokemon Stadium 2. Okay, I like okay, I got a, one I better like for you. I feel like if there's a limited amount of food and one of us wants to voluntarily do something to kill themselves, then, you know... <laughs> no, you hey. gotta settle it with a Pokemon <laughs> battle. That's how you settle <laughs> arguments on the island. I, I, I've, got, I've got it. So each... Each like law or whatever is is chose it has its own Pokemon. So like Justin wants pig, Lucas wants berry. So Justin chooses like Charizard in secret, and Lucas chooses whatever in secret. And then there's the battle. And th- I love this that's idea. It. This is yeah, great. That's how we. This that's is great. How we- you, you, so we, we're is, all set. 
we got this. Is, this is literally like a more complicated version of rock paper scissors. It's like it's like it's like Super Lord of the Flies. It's like if Lord of the Flies went on like steroids, and I love it. And this is what we're doing. And except, we've already decided it with far, a Pokemon battle. So this is already far more civil than Lord of the Flies because it's I not. Think, well, well, you haven't anarchy. you haven't seen what there happens when of rules. You haven't seen what happens when water beats fire. So but, you know, but but, but 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 you haven't seen what happens when Eugene breaks my glasses and then Steve starts spearing you in the back at night and you know a lot of stuff's going down after you know the Pokemon battles. But we'll always be able to settle it with a good old fashioned battle, and I think that's really what's important here. So, so not that I, mean, I don't if we're think that this is in a... battles. Then, then we may as well bring Smash because at least then we can all play it together at the same time and be Still last man Smash. Yeah, except then I would just be like the king of the island. Like, <laughs> so uh, I would, ah, not, but... not to, not that I don't think that this is a serious answer, but I also have an answer. I think that it should either be a multiplayer game or a, a single player game that's going to take us like um, forever, right? That we can just like monster hunt. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's more like multiplayer, right? Even you guys admit that it's more fun to play with others. So, like, maybe something like a Skyrim, right? Where we're, like, passing the controller or something, you know? Like, something like that. Well, and the nice thing I about Skyrim is we could, each have, we could each have our own account, too, on the Switch. Right. So, like, you know, we could still... Yeah, I'd be down for Breath, Skyrim. Breath, Breath of the Wild, Skyrim, We you can't know, do Breath of the Wild because I would be so bored and I would just complain the entire time to you guys. <laughs> you don't want Breath of the Wild there. Trust me. Like, we'd be sitting down and every night I, it would be my turn to play and all you'd hear is oh great another yiga clans member boy this game's original so <laughs> that would be me and, if and we, we chose red dead redemption just cannot find something to complain about well yeah if in, it was in any if other it was, situation if it was red dead redemption it would just be eugene going I this be... game how do i brush my horse it's like, oh man, I have to wait three seconds to start my I running animation save. again. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so those games are both out. But yeah, I can see Skyrim. I feel like the only problem with Skyrim is I'm going into it with like 400 hours under my belt. So I'd already be kind of like, all right, I guess I can go to Windhelm for like the 80th time. But <laughs> I mean, right. we could. We could. Um, go with like a Far Cry game where you know basically the game is emulating real life but more fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm sticking with Pokemon Stadium for my answer. I think uh, I, I, I've, I've formed a form of government here, and I'm proud of myself for it. So. Oh God, where's Steve with the Minecraft answer? <laughs> I oh wait, I got this. I got this. Okay, this is my Steve. Gentlemen, you're all forgetting <laughs> the one game. That is superior to all other games in a survival situation. <laughs> Minecraft. I mean, he's he's probably not wrong, but you know we're gonna say he's wrong. Sorry. Steve. It's literally, it's literally a survival game. <laughs> literally. And, and meanwhile, I'm trying to think of what's that Game Boy game that's based that's basically like your ship crashes and you're on a so deserted help island. me if you bring a game boy game we're gonna throw down <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh thank you all of our patrons who um submitted questions if you want to submit a question you can one. too by going to <laughs> patreon.com slash infendo radio and joining us at the three dollar tier all yes, right so we are going to be right back and we're going to be talking about the games we're playing
Alright, well, we are here. We are talking about the games we've been playing this week. Um, I'm actually going to start the Change the System section this week. Um, well, actually, you know, that's probably not a good idea. Let's let Justin start, because I feel that Lucas and I are going to have a chain combo and try and get a shiny in ours. So, Justin, what have you, you been guys. playing? I hate you guys. I hate you. And and I'll tell you uh, one reason why I really hate you guys, and especially Steve. <laughs> uh, um, Thanksgiving is over, my friend. <laughs> I, I, I wanted that game so badly, but I sacrificed it for Smash. Um, and uh, I had already... I thought I'd already pre-ordered the Pokeball Plus from GameStop, but I never received it. I don't see it in my pre-orders list, so I don't even have the little thing to play with. (laughs) Anyway, um... Your mom doesn't have the little thing to play with. So what happens when you catch me on an off week? Um, (laughs) So, uh, here's what I have been playing. Almost nothing Nintendo. Um, <laughs> oh, this will be an interesting change system. I, I, although I did get back into Starlink, and, like, I played it, liked it, dropped it, never went back to it, and then for some reason, I was, I, I brought my Switch to work uh, last weekend, and I have, you know, my pouch with all my games. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to play Starlink. And I played it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is why I liked this game. It is a good game. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't have the little toys to play with, it's still a good game because you get all the, you know, all the stuff that you would have with the toys. You just don't have the toys to play with. The downside is I've learned just how handicapped the physical version of the game is because Lucas has all this nice stuff that came with the digital oh, version. No, 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 no. I bought it physical. I'm just a sucker. Oh, okay. So you bought it twice? Mm-hmm. No, I just I bought the physical game and then I bought and a crap bought the... ton of ships and biolets. Yeah. Like, I started... Okay, so I know this is your change of system, and I will not be long, but I got this game, and I was like, okay, here's a pilot I like, here's a ship I like, I'll pick that up. Then a couple days later, I was like, okay, this ship and this ship. And by, like, the end of the week, I was like, I have all the ships and all the pilots! All right, so... Yeah, so, no, so I just... So I'm, just their, the I'm just their target audience. No, I don't have, have any of the, the toys. So I just bought it all. Like, yeah, I just bought all the digital. Digitally. Yeah, exactly. But I, I feel like I'm missing out on the full game by not having all the pilots and stuff. So, like... It, it got and me, that's, and it got and, me in a and, bad and, way. And even though you can play through the entire game without any of the extra things, like, I, I've come you across a wrecked to. ship that has a chest that I can't open because I don't have the weapon, and, mm-hmm. and you know, so, and apparently the digital version does come with more stuff than the physical version does, even though it's 10, 20 bucks cheaper. So I'm a little angry about that. But the game itself is still solid, and I'm still enjoying it. I'm just in that spot of, like, do I buy DLC for it? Do I buy the digital version of it? Is Anyway, <clears throat> Starlink, played it, enjoy it. Still playing Picross 3D, round two, enjoying it here and there. Same same pros, same cons as before. Nothing else has changed. Um, <clears throat> what I've played more of lately has been my Xbox One. I've uh, gotten to do some real like open world exploration <laughs> in Red Dead Redemption 2. <clears throat> um, I have a little complaint about Red Dead Redemption 2, and I was uh, started on this um, before the show started. 
I didn't know how to manually save the game. It doesn't teach you how. When you open up the menu, there is nothing. Which that is says, funny because it spends like an hour teaching you everything, everything else, else, but yeah. not how to save. Hours yeah. spending spent teaching you every mundane thing about the game that you're probably never going to do again. Um, but yeah, like it doesn't teach you how to manually save the game. And when you open up the pause menu, there's no, I, there's nothing that says game. And if you go into options, there's nothing. Th- yeah, there's what is it? It's under like progress. It's under or story, isn't it? Story. It's under story. So I, I'm like I, I, I haven't done much of the story, so I don't really have any reason to go into story. I never went into story. Story is where you mainly manually save the game. But but okay okay. So my thing is like I, I get that. I get that that's like a valid. It, it's bad game design. But at some point, I feel like my reaction would have been. I need to save my game because I, I've done something and I, I want it, to... I thought like, it wasn't an option. I thought it was one of those games where you screwed up. Well, guess what? That's part of your, you have but your like you in-game life But you didn't life think now. to go through all the menus just to check? Like, no. I mean, I did. I went through all the menus that I went through. I went to progress. Progress seemed like a very logical place to put an option to save your progress. Nope, it's not in there. I went into options. Do you have the option to save your game? No, you don't have the option to save your game. You have to go into story and manually. Shut up, Luigi. I'm on a rant. the The reason I have a problem with this, (laughs) the game auto saves for you, which is which which is nice, but. Um, okay, I racked up like a hundred and some odd dollar uh, bounty in in the first area of the game because of a mistake I made, not because of something I chose to do. It'd be one thing if I chose to start killing people. I pressed a wrong button because fucking Xbox X Y A B buttons switched around compared to Nintendo's. I don't know whether it's a patent thing. Or if it's, you know, just, you know, Microsoft being dickheads to me. But it says press A, I press B, because the B button is where the A button is on the Nintendo controller, and I did something wrong. So I ended up with, you know, a, um, you, well, you get a bounty because everybody starts shooting at me and I started shooting back. <clears throat> um, and unlike the first Red Dead Redemption, when they kill you, your bounty does not disappear. At least I think that was how the first one worked. I know that your like like honor system doesn't change, but I'm pretty sure if you got killed, your bounty would be wiped out because you know obviously somebody got you. Well, your your bounty gets wiped out and you pay it. So well, no, that's okay. Well, but that didn't doesn't happen in the second one. The second one, you just pay no. a, a, a well. You just you just pay a fee for dying and you still have the bounty. So yeah. I still have a hundred and it can still increase. Um, the other reason this was an issue for me was because I came across one of the little side missions. Um, it's the probably one everybody's come across, woman stuck under her horse. And I decided to help her because I'm a nice person. I go over to her and um, I greet her. I offer to help. It says press A in order to help lift the horse off of her. I press A. Nope, that's B. I canceled it. The horse is, she pushes the horse off of herself, gets angry with me, walks away. I don't get the benefit of helping her. And 
and I'm pissed because exact... I can't go back to my manual save because I didn't have a manual save because I didn't know see, how to manually see, save I have, the game. Go I have ahead, that Lucas. exact problem, but <laughs> I feel like everything you've described is like a user error issue, and I, I, I totally get it because I've had the exact same experience. I've accidentally robbed people when I'm trying to greet them because X and Y are different on the Xbox. Right. But like the reason that I have trouble with it is because I don't play Xbox. I play Nintendo, so the buttons are switched for me. Like that's, well, and that's it, it's yeah, it's not the fault of the developers. It's just no. it's just, well, you know. The that I, aspect I, is not. I and I will. Yeah, I, I, I have I have the but, same problem when I play like uh, JoJo's on my PlayStation. It's like I'm playing this fighting game and I look up the combo and then I have to look down at my PlayStation and I have see, an even harder time with that because the PlayStation buttons aren't even letters; they're just shapes. See, and so that's, I'm like, that's hey, not a triangle or X or circle or square. I, like I have. I have a muscle memory for what button is what on the PlayStation controller, and I have a muscle memory for what button is what on a Nintendo controller, but because the muscle memory for a Nintendo controller, for me, is stronger than a Microsoft controller, the Microsoft one throws me. That's my fault. That's my problem. The developer's problem was not putting a manual save, at least teaching you how to do it in the game, or putting it in a logically... Like again, and I, I understand where and you're I coming ended up from, but again, it it's it. like a it's like a minute of flipping through menus, and then you've got to save. Like it, I agree, it's a bad place for it, but like we found it night one. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I I didn't. I just assumed that there wasn't I, one after flipping uh, through multiple menus. I also think that, like you know, that's it, it is an issue, right? But it's not the the biggest issue. My issue with Red Dead is that there are so many of these little issues <laughs> that just like compile upon themselves, right? Like it's it, and it just makes the game not fun for me. Like I don't See, I don't I enjoy the playing I the game. I love the story. It is so good. I want to love this game so much because like you can talk to somebody and like it matters right but i don't enjoy the gameplay i don't enjoy doing things in that game i don't enjoy aiming a gun i don't enjoy riding a horse i don't enjoy walking around it's just not fun <laughs> I, yeah and i don't have there's any of those of, problems like I, I i find it fine i i feel like a lot of the details of of red dead redemption 2 are tedious like the extensive animations for every single thing the fact that your walking speed is just so horribly slow and then in order to walk faster you have to button mash which again is not fun and um but i i mean i love the game and and I'm enjoying playing it when it works, but I don't feel like it has its claws in me the way the first game or any of the Grand Theft Auto games have had. Like, it doesn't... This is a cool place to be. I am with <laughs> the majority for once. Oh, I like it. Oh, it feels so good. Are you, are you saying oh, you agree with yeah. us with, it, with, its, with, with its issues? It's just, or? I feel like I just don't have that much of a problem with it. Like, the first night I played it, I was like, this is a little overwhelming. It keeps telling me I have to clean my horse and take a bath. And But, like, I, I figured that out, and now I'm like, See, yeah, those this is things... fine. Like, like the, the, the gameplay controls don't bother me at all. I've, I've played so much GTA that it's like... It's really not hard to get into this game. It basically controls the exact same way. Mm-hmm. I, I frankly, I think the controls are pretty solid. All in all, all right, but all right, let me describe. Did you play the first game? Yeah. Okay. See, one of pretty the extensively, issues. Pretty actually. Okay. See, and one of the issues I have with the second one, compared to the first one, is the way Dead Eye works. 
Deadeye mm. in the in the first one, you go into the you know bullet time, and, and you then you press you select yeah. where you shoot them, so that you can you can wing them if you want to and not kill them, or you can only shoot them once. You can shoot them several times, whatever. Like it's totally within your control. The second one doesn't allow you to do that. You go into Deadeye, and it just yeah. And I'll and, I'll agree with you on that. But my yeah. I, my solution, unconscious, I'm realizing. But my solution to that was I just don't use Deadeye that much in the second game. Like when I'm when I get into a gunfight with a bunch of bounty hunters or something, I just pull out my gun and I start shooting at them. Like yeah. it's. Yeah. But I mean, like <laughs> I um like I got into a, a duel and. First of all, the duel was the hardest thing in the world because trying to get the trigger pulled just enough to not draw early, yep. but but enough to be ready. Like again, all right, yeah. I'll finish. I'll finish up with the, with well, the duel and, thing. Again, I'll, I'll give you that the dual controls are very weird because you squeeze and then you have to click to shoot. It's right. bizarre. It was the same I don't know, way I don't know why game. they thought that up. It was but, the same way in the first game. You could squeeze and get like and get your hand ready to grip it, but it wasn't as sensitive. But see, I um, think the difference for me and a lot of players compared to what Eugene's describing, and I think you're more in line with me, Justin, on this, is there are some weird issues like that. There's some fishing mini games that take like 30 minutes, which are ridiculous, but they don't compound themselves into an unplayable experience. They just taint an otherwise really good experience. Yeah, and that's more but, or less how I feel about but, it. But I for Eugene, it sounds like they, they compile to a point where it's yeah. like, you know. It's just which, too much. Like, it's it, one drawer animation, too many rock stars. Yeah. Uh-uh. Well, I mean, I've, I've, I've been there, like um, Majora's Mask 3D. It's like there's a lot of stuff about it that I really like, but there's so many little changes that bug me that they all pile together, yeah. and it's like, I can't give you one reason why I don't like the game, but I don't like that the Zora swimming has changed, I don't like that they changed the clock and the location of the bank and the way some of the masks look, and like it's just a bunch of little things all piled together that make an unpleasant experience, and I get that. I don't agree with it for Red Dead, but I understand it from other games I've played. So. For sure, for sure. Well, um, Lucas, why don't you take us into some of the other games you've been playing, since you're kind of already on it anyways. Did you want to talk more Red Dead? or? Um, well, I mean, I don't really have much to say. Is Justin actually done? Or I just didn't want to... Uh, yeah, I mean, the only other game that I really put any significant time in is um, I got uh, Disneyland Adventures... Uh, for the Xbox One, which is basically a remake of Connect Disneyland Adventures for the Xbox 360, but with the Connect optional. So yay for that! Um, and that's whatever. It's probably more up my alley than anybody else's. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll chat then because I haven't been playing much. But what I have been playing, um, I've been playing a lot of. Yeah, Red Dead, I don't really have much to say about that. That's more Dad's game than mine. Like, I'll, I'll jump on and I'll play sometimes. Or if something's particularly frustrating, like, I'll offer to do, like, the treasure hunting and stuff because that's kind of ambiguous and hard to figure out, and I usually just Google it myself. But, um, no, I've been playing a couple of games. Right before the show started, I started playing Bendy and the Ink Machine, which surprised me because we had, like, as far as I'm aware, we had no indication that that game was coming to Switch. And then yesterday it just popped up on the eShop. So I was like, okay, I've seen memes about this. Let's give this game a try. It's frightening. Um, I'm a little concerned because I'm 30 minutes into it and I'm already one out of five chapters through. But we'll see. People seem to like it. It's kind of got a cult following, so maybe I can get onto that and enjoy myself. It's a good little horror game. Um, 
I played a tiny bit of Monster Hunter by myself. I soloed a Hyper Gormagala, which was a high-ranked DLC, which is going to mean nothing to 90% of you listening to this, so I won't dwell on it. But it's amazing to see when you play this game just how much you grow, both like your own skills and the equipment that you get that makes you stronger, because that was something that, like, between the four of us, we couldn't take down a month ago. So that's, that's always cool. Um... I still haven't hit the level cap in Monster Hunter. I'm at HR 13. Kind of took a break on that with Steve. We've kind of been playing that together. Phantom rushed ahead and kicked our butts, and he's already like HR 80, but we'll get there when we get there. But um, the reason that we haven't really been playing much Monster Hunter lately is because I've been playing a whole lot of Pokemon (laughs) Let's Go You've been hunting entirely different monsters. I'll tell you, man, it's a lot of fun. Pocket monsters. Like, like Dad was, um, Ah. was, he was playing Red Dead earlier, and he's like, oh, wow, I found, like, a legendary fish. I have to find, like, 12 of these things. I'm going around different lakes, like, looking for them. I was like, that's a perfect parallel to what I'm doing right now. I'm trying to find this, like, 130th Pokemon. So I have to go around this lake and wait for it to spawn and you know can i just comment on how dirty hunting pocket monsters sounds after i say it out loud continue just add it to the pile of what we've said tonight no um we we (laughs) talked about this extensively for a good hour or so on the pokemon podcast that we did live last sunday which will be going up on infendo.com soon but i just want to say while i have a minute to just kind of vamp on my own here is so much better than I thought it would be. Like, for for me, I think the reason it's better for me, and it's going to be different for Eugene, and I wish Steve was here to give his first impressions, but maybe next week. Um, mm-hmm. Rest in peace, Eugene. I, <laughs> I like a hardcore died. Pokemon experience when I play my games. I look for, you know, a game that gives me control over my Pokemon stats and a good team-building mechanic and a lot of strategizing to do. For those battles, I'll probably never have because I only really ever play with Steve anyway. But um, but I, I look for that, that like, high-level Pokemon stuff. And I think I've turned you guys off to that a lot when we've talked about other Pokemon games because I think I give the impression that that's what the Pokemon games are, and none of them really are. Pokemon is Pokemon is Pokemon. It's all very simplistic at its core, but the games that go deeper than that really get to me, and this game does that, and I wasn't expecting it. I thought this was going to be a very casual Pokemon experience, very quick, easy, in-and-out kind of deal. I've got, like, a team. Like, I've been building a team, and I've been choosing... <laughs> like, like, one of the things that... Your mom was a quick, easy, in-and-out sort of deal. There it was. Thank you, Justin. Um, one of the <laughs> things... Can, can I add to my unthankful list and just throw Justin's name <laughs> please, on the list, let, please? Let, let's. Why not? Um, one of the things that really impressed me with this game, it's a first for the series, is... There's a person in Celadon City in the the Pokemon Center, and you can talk to her, and she asks you this seemingly random question about telling your future by by the color of the flower that you pick to water and wilt. But it turns out that when you choose those, you're determining what personality type Pokemon you're going to encounter for the entire day up until midnight. It's like choosing your Hogwarts house. Well, so here's the thing about that that's so interesting, because a while ago they added um, super training, which allows you to beef up your IVs of your Pokemon, which is just like what stats they come with by default. But you've never been able to determine nature other than through breeding. When I was shiny chaining for a Magikarp, I knew I was going to get a Gyarados, and I knew I wanted him to have high attack and low special attack, because that's the build that I like for my Magikarp. I could preset that 
and then go shiny hunting. And after I caught my Magikarp, he had the right personality. So now I've got, like, the perfect Magikarp, and he's shiny, which is exactly what I wanted. <laughs> I've never been able to, like, genetically modify a Pokemon to the degrees <laughs> that I can in this game. And it's really cool, because it's allowing me to make my ideal team without having to sit there and hatch, like, 40 or 50 eggs and settle on getting a male when I really wanted a female or vice versa. And, like, I can do everything I want to do with this game. And mm -hmm. beyond that, the game itself is just fun. Like, the towns look nice. Oh, we, we, we mentioned this on the show, too. I hope that this game is the basis for Gen 8. Yes. And whether or not that means... Um, <laughs> that whether, is a major turnaround for you. Whether Oh, yeah, no, I'm incredibly impressed with it, and I'm humbled by how much better it is than I thought it was. It's, it's a real Pokemon game. Um, whether or not the Pokemon battles in the overworld are still there... If everything else about the game is the same, but it's a new environment with new Pokemon and everything, I'm there. Like, it's a solid game. I miss the overworld battles the most, I think, out of the three of us that we talked about. I don't miss them, miss them, but then I get to, like, fight Zapdos or Moltres, and it's like, yeah, I, I kind of miss, like, just having those battles first. But it's just, it's a fun game, man, and I did not expect that, so... I've got to be, like, 35 hours in at this point. Like, I have just been on this game, and I will 100% it. I will catch all 150 Pokemon, which is a first <laughs> for me. Closest I ever got was 146 back in blue. Um, and I will beat every single trainer with that specific Pokemon you have to beat to get recognized as a champion of all Pokemon. Like, I'm in this for the long run. And then my, my dream, my fantasy goal here is to have, like, a roster of all of my favorite Pokemon and to just be able to Pokemon Stadium it with you guys. So, like, if Eugene or Steve are ever like, hey, let's have a battle, I can just, like, handpick from, like, six Pokemon that I feel like using that night and just basically it's like playing Pokemon Stadium. So, yeah, yeah I I'm totally happy with this. I, 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 yeah, I'm totally with you on this one. Um... Did you have any other games, though, before I jumped in? Because I'm going to just jump right in. <laughs> I think that's it. I mean, yeah, I played like 10 minutes of Gladius, but who wants to hear about that? Yeah, <laughs> no. Other, other than that, I'm pretty much, it's all Pokemon all the time. Awesome. Well, uh, let's start talking about the games that I've been playing. Um, I'm going to give one more shout-out, at least one more shout-out, to Debris Infinity. Because that continues to be my go-to like i need five minutes to to do something what can i pick up i'm gonna pick up debris infinity that game is great it's geometry wars kind of mixed with asteroids and it's like i think it's like five dollars i think there actually might have been a sale for um black friday go check out the eShop. um debris infinity it's great 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 it's like so good i can't um can't recommend it enough. So there's that one. Um, the, the other games that I've been playing are, well, both Pokemon. So um, let's talk about Pokemon Go first. So I will, I will um, join on that one. <laughs> yes. So um, Pokemon Go it continues to be great in my in my book. Um, only continue only is getting better now. I think I feel um, the here's here's what why I say that um, 
it's been a year now since Niantic has released all of the um, the community stuff. I believe I think it was about a year ago now that 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 the, all that stuff was released. So like community days and all that fun stuff. So with the community days, I think Niantic has done a lot of good. Um, it's got me to go out on specific days and then interact with people where normally I wouldn't talk to anybody because I'm an introvert. But you know, I'm I'm out there. I'm out in the park. We're catching Pokemon. We you know I I tried to catch that. What's it called? The Cresselia or whatever? I tried to get one of those today on, on, on a break. So, like, you know, there's there's reason to go out into the real world and play games because Pokemon Go. So I love that game a lot. The reason why I'm... Why, um, I'm really into it now, though, is because of Pokemon Let's Go, right? Because now I have a reason to kind of play them both simultaneously because of the Meltan task. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of what I'm um, aiming towards. I, I want to get to, um, I believe it's Fuchsia City, so then I can start transferring my Pokemon from Go into Let's Go. So that'll mm -hmm. be fun. Um, yeah, so let's talk about Let's Go. Ah, it's so good! Um, I don't miss the Pokemon battling aspects at all for wild Pokemon. It's Not one weird bit. how It's weird how just, like, supplemental it feels once you, once you get over it. Yeah. Like the first time I did it, I know I'm just going right back into this. The first time I did it, I was like, oh yeah, there's no battles. That's a bummer. But then you get used to it, and it stops mattering. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's, I mean, I, I haven't played Let's Go, obviously, but I play a lot of Go, and, like, it's, I feel like catching Pokemon in Go is far more interactive, because it's not just a matter of, you know, press A to win, you know, just, you know, draining the, the HP and whatnot, but you actually have to be precise in how you throw the Pokeball, and, you know, which pokeball to use and all that stuff so if let's go is anything like the way go does it i feel like it would actually be more fun because you're actually like yeah interacting in real time with the process and it's interesting so like you can you totally can just kind of skip all that right like if you want to play in handheld mode it's kind of easy mode like if you don't yeah. want to if you don't want to have to deal with any of that because, again, you're just using the gyro on the system and it's pretty easy to, you know, get your Pokemon. But then you don't get, like, your extra bonuses, right? So, like, I think I talked about this on the Pokemon show. If you kind of curve your shot, like you twist, you get, like, a technique bonus because the Pokeball is apparently curving, so you yeah. get more points that way. And um, there, you know, you can rack up your XP better that way. So, like, if you're playing, uh, if you're playing with the one-handed Joy-Con, Try to get that curve shot because you're going to get more XP if you catch the Pokemon. Um, another thing that I'm really enjoying about this game, though, is that like it it kind of is the the culmination of what Pokemon has become over the last what 15, 20 years or whatever, because it kind of has little aspects of every of the of all the games I feel and has brought the best aspects of all of those games. So like. For example, you're not going to be, like, doing the Poffin thing from, like, you know, what was that? Was that Diamond and Pearl or whatever? Because that's not, like, so fun. But you're, you, there are, you can give your Pikachu a haircut because that is fun. Hello, I want my Pikachu to have a little tough because it's great. I, I, it like all of, I, I admit it, Eugene, you want, you want your Pikachu to have an afro. I, my, I do want my Pikachu, oh my god. You can get an afro. What? 
You have to use what? all ten fingers. Yeah, there's an afro. Oh my god. Oh, well, I know what I'm going to be doing. And I, I can <laughs> dress my Pikachu in little clothes. Like, it, can, oh, come on. It's can great. I Can I kind of make one more point and just eat up all your time, please? Please. I... There's a part of me that really misses, like, like because the battling is so important to me. There's a part of me that when I get into a fight with a Pokemon, I'm like, oh, this thing's ability might keep me from, and then I'm like, no, there are no abilities. Oh, I wonder if this thing has the item that, no, there is no item. And, like, that lack of abilities and that lack of item, that, that lack of that kind of, like, customization element to Pokemon, there's a part of me that kind of misses that, because you never really knew what you were getting with a Pokemon. And the Pokemon in this game are a lot more basic. Sure. But there's also kind of like a refreshing, like I'd miss it long term, but there's kind of a refreshing quality to kind of going back to just like those Gen 1, like, you know, okay, so it's a Psyduck, so it's not going to do anything weird, it's just a Psyduck, you know? Right. Like, like you, you come to expect that. So when you crash into a Pikachu with a physical attack, you know you're never going to get paralyzed because he doesn't right. have static, you know? Like, there's a part of me that kind of misses that aspect because it allowed me to come up with some really cool like team dynamics and stuff. But it's kind of a nice little like, okay, just take it easy. For yeah. Now. Maybe maybe that'll be back in a year, you know? I think that you're right. I, and there are things that are a little bit watered down just like that, right? But like for the most part, like all of it is there. Like you can EV train, you can IV train. Like Everyone uh, is here. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and what I really appreciate about it is amongst the million other things is number one the lack of random battles because that is so refreshing to just be yes. able to like run through freaking the you dark been cave. In a cave yet oh my like, god yeah oh or mm. even or even diglet's tunnel man like it's that even so gets good yeah no no you choose when you're fighting now which is so yeah. nice yeah, for sure, for sure. I totally agree with that. So, like, that is a huge change. But number two, it doesn't feel as grindy. Like, because when I'm catching Pokemon, I'm also leveling them up. So I feel like I'm... It might just... I don't know. It might be me. But I feel like I'm... Um, leveling up a lot quicker and progressing a lot faster than I normally would in a standard Pokemon Well, it also really spreads out the... the st like, I've actually had times where I've had to put Pokemon away because I'm like, I don't want to be too strong for the gym. So, like, let's, you know, let's back up and evolve some weaklings to get the Pokedex data because, yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah, uh, I, I could talk about Pokemon Let's Go for another, like, hour, honestly. But um, let's say... Let's pause it for here. Um, I haven't really been playing anything else of note, so I'm kind of um, done with my change of system section anyways. And anyways, Steve will be back next week, so we'll all be gushing about it some more. So, okay. And I still won't have it. <laughs> well, when you get it, we can. I'll, I'll gush right there with you, buddy. I, I, I don't, totally will. Okay, so um, with that, um, we are going to close out the show. But before we do, I want to give a special shout out to our contest winner. Um, if you were with us in the chat, you would know that we were giving away a beach towel this week. And um, our winner this week was EP Nothead. So EP, if you haven't already, go ahead and click that link that was um, in chat there. And um, yeah, we can make sure that we that, that gets sent out to you. I'm gonna post it one more time in chat just in case. But um, let me know if you um, let me know let's if you have or have not gotten. Let's it. hope that he's still listening live. <laughs> well, it says he's still in chat, so I, I just you know. 
We'll, we'll, I'll just post it one more time, just, just for sure. But uh, yeah, so as we get ourselves out of the show, I want to thank each and every one of you guys for tuning in to us live, if you did. If you didn't tune us into us live and you're listening to us on the, the Purdue show, you know, we love you just as much. Um, the... The thing is, we are, you know, we're just a small little Nintendo podcast, but I feel like we have the most heart out of all of the Nintendo podcasts, so uh, thanks for sticking around. Um, If you want to follow us and everything that we're doing, make sure to go to infendo.com. Go to infendo.com slash store if you want to buy a cool beach towel. If if you didn't win one tonight, you can still do that from there. Um, Other than that, follow at Infendo on Twitter, and you can follow myself at Infendo Eugene. Where can the people find you and your beach towels, Justin? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at InfendoJustin. You can follow my uh, my uh, other Disneyland discussions, or Disney World as it were, at um, Utilidork. And uh, check out the website. Hasn't been updated in a while, but uh, more traffic gives me more reason to do more with it. So... Very nice. Uh, Lucas, where can the people find you? Uh, the people can find me on Twitter, at ChromaticQ, but I might not get back to you because I don't really like using Twitter much these days. I kind of got forced into it in the first place, and I'm remembering why I gave up social media. Um, <laughs> you can also find me at a much less friction-filled website, which is ChromaticQ.com if you want to get up to date on what's going on with my game. Still haven't updated the website in a while, kind of like Justin, mostly because I've actually been working on the game, but it's there and you can check it out. So please do so. Awesome. Well, all right. Um, Before we get out, I would be remiss if I forgot our fourth co-host, Esteban. So make sure that you also follow him at um, Gentis1 on Twitter and you can, um, you know, have fun with that and I, I don't know what he's doing these days but he's probably playing some Pokemon and posting about that oh, so yeah go, go follow him so uh, before we get out of here this week um, one of our lovely patrons and one of our lovely listeners and one of our just all around great people Jay-Z Beast he went ahead and redeemed his coins this week so if you don't know um, every time you watch us on Twitch you earn coins and Jay-Z just redeemed 200 of them, and we get to sing a fantastic rendition of Calamari Ink Nation right now. So that, if... That he that he posted the lyrics to for us, so we can try to sing these made-up lyrics <laughs> to this song from a freaking video game that... We're not going to be able to pronounce because the words aren't real. And I also don't know the soundtrack intimately enough to know what it's song the, it it's is. It's the big song from like the end of each yeah. story mode. So yeah, I, we're going to play that here. Um, th- thank you for listening to us if you were oh, on the man, show. Oh man, my microphone stopped working again. You're, 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 you're going to have to watch us on Twitch or YouTube later on if you want to catch this rendition. But uh, thank you one and all. We'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. Good night. Sorry about Nintendoons. Nintendo.